Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to catch up with Rosie, who we had on the show uh, October 2020. And it was awesome to uh, see Rosie again and speak with him about all the new music he has and kind of brush up on what we learned the first time around. Rosie gets into where he was born and raised again, how he got into music, putting out his first songs under two different aliases, eventually landing on Rosie in 2018. Uh, we hear about the massive success of Ooh La La and everything that came with that, uh, meeting the Phase guys, talk about gaming, and everything he's been up to since the last conversation, which one huge thing is he's gotten engaged. He's put out a bunch of songs, and we hear all about the most recent one called Crashing and Burning. You can watch our interview with Rosie on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be so amazing if you subscribe to our channel and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, Google Podcasts, we would love it if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Rosie. Thank you again, dude, for, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Awesome. Well, I mean, obviously, we, we, we heard your story before, but I would love to, to, to follow up on some of the questions I had before. But, you know, to get keep people caught up, uh, talk to me about we're born and raised in Erie, Pennsylvania. Erie, Pennsylvania. Yep. Tell me about so I'm that. Like, I'm kind of tucked in between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So, like, whenever we wanted to go to a show or anything we would have to drive to like either Buffalo, Cleveland or Pittsburgh or any of the, like the big cities around us. Cause we're kind of right. It's 30 minutes to Ohio and then 30 minutes to New York, like on either side. Cause we're like right up in the little strip up there. But um, yeah. So growing up here, it's the music scene is a lot of like rock bands and um, there's like one small venue that they all play at called uh, basement transmissions. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where all the live shows would go on in town. And it's kind of like a ghost town. Everyone wants to be like a rapper and everyone wants to be like an artist. So there's a lot of music here, but um, not a lot of people make it out. I think the only other person that made it out of Erie was um, Pat Monahan from Train. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah. His daughter goes to a, a high school here. <clears throat> I thought I think she might have graduated, but okay, that's interesting. I thought what maybe I'm thinking something different. I thought they were from San Francisco, maybe not. Um, he might have lived there for a minute. Yeah, I know <laughs> he he came here or he used to live here. Live here? While. That's yeah. cool. That's killer. I think you were talking about that venue last time we spoke, didn't you? You played there, right? One of your I did your, play there. Like, I played there uh, twice, I think. Okay, and I remember you yeah. saying that it, you you packed a room, and it's not a spot that usually gets a whole lot. Yeah, of no, it doesn't. Yeah, we did pack it. It was a it was a Halloween party, so I was like looking out in the crowd, and everyone was wearing costumes, like a bunch of weird shit going on out in the crowd. And I'm just like, what's going on? But it was packed. Yeah, were you dressed up? No, nah, I just looked like myself. I should have dressed up. I should have wore something crazy. <laughs> well, living in Erie, I mean, you said it's thirty minutes to Ohio, thirty minutes to New York. I, I told yeah, you before. Both ways. My, yeah, my my family in well Cleveland area, but West Cleveland. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah, like Lorraine time. or something. Um, mm -hmm. But like for you to get to a show in Cleveland, is that thirty minutes from you, or is that no a bit Cleveland? Further? Yeah, Cleveland's like an hour and a half. 
Like okay. all the major cities are like an hour and a half. I'm just talking about state lines, like state lines. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So like if, uh, if an artist came through, you'd have to go what a, an hour plus to see, see them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do not a lot of like what bands would actually land in Erie? Not a whole lot, mainly local. Yeah. Just local bands. There's not really, we don't really have like a, a bigger venue. I mean, we have like, um, oh shit. What's that arena called? We have an arena here, PNC maybe, PNC okay. arena, but it's it's not a huge arena, so it honestly wouldn't even be worth it for like a larger band to come here because they wouldn't sell much, you know. Uh huh. Like what caliber? Like growing up, like what bands would you go check out? Like or were most of them you'd have to drive to, no matter what. Most of them we'd have to drive to. Um, this is kind of a little off topic, but growing up, I was like extremely. I was in church a lot, mm -hmm. and we went to a almost like a like a weekend like christian band festival like oh what was that band called that was like huge skillet like skillet and oh shit. yeah i remember that about? yeah 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 so yeah we had to drive a little bit to uh go see them it was like a like a weekend like um festival with like a bunch of christian bands but that's cool. Yeah. I yeah. remember you saying that your, your grandma sang in the church choir, didn't she? Or she sang in the yeah, church? Yeah, my grandma sang in the church choir. My so my uncle, um, who's my manager now, he was signed to Def Jam back in the day. I think I told you that last time. Yeah. Um, he was signed to Def Jam in a band. I think he was on one of the the Fast and Furious soundtracks. That's incredible. Yeah. Do you remember which one? There's like what 15 of those movies I out now? I couldn't tell you which one. It might have been the second one. It was, either, okay. it was one of the the first or second ones. Original. It was before they got into like tanks and shit. Okay. In space. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they're doing now. Whatever they're doing now. Okay. So he was signed to Def Jam, but was he from Erie also or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My all okay. my family originates in Erie for my immediate family at least. Okay. Yeah. I remember you saying you're both, both uh, uncles on both sides, right? Or music. Yeah. My musician. uncle on both sides. Yep. Yeah. So what, like, do you remember going to his shows growing up? Like was that something you would go to? I mean, to get signed to Def Jam, that's a huge deal. Yeah. I don't remember going to any of his shows. I just remember him like having like CD, like mixtapes that he used to show me of like his unreleased stuff. And he, <laughs> I thought he was an in. He like pranked me and told me he was an in sync. And I was like, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? And then and he like he like photoshopped his face on like one of the in sync guys on like one of the CDs. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, he manages now. He was managing you when I talked to you before. I remember you yeah. saying that. But yeah, um, still managing me. So is did he see? Obviously, he saw talent in you. And you was he somebody that you would go to like as a mentor to kind of uh, absolutely yeah. I used, in? To, I used to send him like when I first started back in what it was twenty. 16 like late 2016 2017 when i first started making music i would always send them like my my little uh rough songs that i used to send them and he'd be like keep working like you're you're getting there and he'd like saw the progress happen like it went from like i used to do like j cole style music like, boom bap like rap mm -hmm. rap i was like yo like this is a song i just made like send him soundcloud links and then um i used to make a song like a day like i used to crank out a song a day send it to him and wow. if we were to go back through our text chain, it'd probably be like a shit ton of SoundCloud links. And it got to the point where he stopped responding to me for a little bit. He's like, all right, like when you show, <laughs> when you send me something that's like worth listening to, like, let me know. I was like, all right, like I was just excited to like send him stuff. And uh -huh. um, once it got to the point where I was like making like quality, like it sounded like it was getting better. Like he'd be like, all right, let's, let's work on this. Let's work on this. Like, let's get this 
like kind of honed in and then Ulala came and he's like, yeah. Okay. What, what was the song? Like at what point was it here? I finally have one that I think I'm going to send to him. Like, I mean, cause you went from sending him to something every day. Like mm-hmm. at what point do you say, okay, here's one that I think is going to be good enough to send him. Like uh, how far down the line was that? Were you still in high school at that Years. time? Or? Yeah, it was, um, it was actually after I dropped out of college. I, I still wasn't making like super great music when I dropped out of college. I just knew that it was something that I wanted to do for like mm-hmm. a job. I couldn't see myself. I was a pre-med bio major. Oh, wow. I was going to school to be a chiropractor because my dad uh, has a practice here. Oh, okay. I was going to take over the family business, but I'm like, no, like that's not what I want to do. So I'm going to drop out of college or at least take a couple of years off, focus on this and see where this goes. And um, once I dropped out of college and like started focusing, the music got better. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to send him some of this stuff. And then he's like, yeah, let's get this in front of some people, like some labels. And um, that was still probably a year and a half before Ulala came out and when uh, we got all that traction. So, okay. Okay. Well, going back a bit, you started putting out songs on SoundCloud and that was in high school, right? right? I believe yeah. you said your dad got your computer or something. And that's kind of where it all. Yeah. yeah. We began. got, he got me a MacBook for one Christmas and I started on GarageBand. Okay. And um, yeah, I was, I was putting out music in high school and I, I made this song called Nikes with a dollar sign as the S and it was about some kid who stole my shoes in uh, high school. Um, so <laughs> really? He, like a, he physically stole them or he just like, yeah, he stole them out of my gym the locker. He stole them out really? of my gym locker. And the thing is they were the, you know, like the Nike ID. Oh yeah. Like how you can like make custom Nikes. They were uh-huh. custom shoes and they literally had like, my logo on the back one, like you could put like a logo there and I like a music logo. And um, yeah, he stole them out of my locker, warmed to school like a month later. I'm like, bro, those are my shoes. And they're like one of one, like custom Nikes. Yeah. And he looks me dead in my face like, bro, no, they're not like, they're not your shoes. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Those are, I literally made those on the website. So did you show him like, hey, flip, turn, turn his shoe around. That's my logo that I put on there. I ended up getting my shoes back. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm glad. You're like- <laughs> it was, I mean, there's some altercations, but you know. <laughs> but you got him back. Was the song pre or after you had got him back? The song was pre because I didn't know who it was. Oh, like, so I didn't know who song. it was until he, until he pulled up to school and I'm, and I'm like, all right. Um, yeah, I wrote wow. the song. I was like, um, I, I honestly don't even know if the song was like, I don't know if it's still on Apple music. It was the first song I ever put on Apple music. Yeah. Like I remember I, you telling me, and you had another yeah. alias that you told me about before and they, other people can go listen and find it. <laughs> yeah. It was Atlas. It was Atlas with the dollar sign is yes. I was super into the dollar sign for the S like I was super into it. I was, I thought your name was Bravo. I'm yeah, just I went from, it. I went, I went from Bravo to Atlas. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Bravo was, was not under Nike's. That was a different Bravo one. Bravo was not Nike's. No, Nike's was, was my, f- yeah, motive. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you, did your, you got your fucking research now. <laughs> well, how long did Bravo happen? Like, was that something that you did throughout high school? Or like, when yeah, you- Bravo, Bravo was um, my junior year. And then I changed it to Atlas my senior year. Okay. So and Bravo was really only like a year and a half. And then Atlas came and bro, I've changed my name so many times, but. Rosie's been sticking around since what 2018 now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like so, yeah, yeah, for sure. So Bravo went, and then was that anything that you shared with anyone, or was it just like, here's the songs I'm putting up on SoundCloud? That uh, was oh, there goes Megan. Um, yeah. That was um, 
kind of my thing. Like my close friends knew about it, but I didn't really put it out to the world. My, so it was such a big deal when I put my first song on Apple Music when I switched over to Atlas because uh-huh. everyone thought it was like some crazy thing. Like you couldn't just do it on a website. There's like, oh, like you must have oh. like crazy like signed or something. Like you're putting music out on like Apple Music where I can like go get it. It's on SoundCloud. Everyone thought it was like the craziest thing that it's on Apple Music. Okay. You know? Yeah, huge, that massive flex. No one else was doing that, right? Yeah, no one else was doing that. <laughs> so you changed your name, you got the song on Apple Music, and then I remember you talking to me about uh, it, it didn't land so well with people, or were they just jealous? Um, I got a lot of backlash for it. Yeah. Um, well, mainly because the song wasn't very good. So it was like, I don't know. I, I think it might've been like some jealousy just because it's on Apple music and people mm-hmm. just didn't understand that why it was on there. Um, but now like I would get like kind of mocked in like the hallways, like people would be singing it to me. I'm uh, like, thanks for the, thanks for the penny. Like I want to yeah. go buy a pack of gum. <laughs> Did, was that something that discouraged you from continuing to release music or no? It was, de- it definitely discouraged me from like being more being open about it. Okay. You know? And now I have the same people like in my DMs, like, like oh, trying like, to be homies and shit. Oh, like, of course. Of course. I mean, right? ever since the blue check came on the Instagram and oh, they're like, hey, know, bro, like, oh, you're actually doing this. This is crazy. I'm like, I've been doing it. You just were not riding the wave when people were riding the wave. Right. Right. That's always fascinating to me. I've had a, a lot of conversations with artists that will you know, get clown on made fun of, or like, one person. That's how, it, that's how it is though. It's like, people are like super close minded and not open to like an idea until like it starts becoming more like mainstreamly. Until everyone else is, yeah, yeah, thinks it's cool. You know? Right. Yeah. So I forgot who I was talking to, but they were saying that they show would show up to school and they like kids would be putting up like their YouTube videos, like on the projector and like lat clowning her and stuff. And then now it's like, she's a superstar and it's like, yeah, it's like, all right. Uh, yeah. And it's, okay. not, it's not like the music was like bad. It's like, it was still listenable. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have right. put it out if it wasn't listenable, but like people just did not want to, cause they see me in person and know how I am in person. And they're just like, all right, this is this guy. And he's, you know, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. They're just going to totally judge you. And then now look, they're, hey, you, my, remember me? We were in the yeah, bro, I was, I was in the mall together. the other day. <laughs> I was in the mall the other day and um, I was in Forever 21 with my, oh, I got engaged, by the way, my fiance. Congra- oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That's Thank so you. awesome. Um, But yeah, I was in Forever 21 and this dude was like walking around the store, like giving me weird looks. And he was like kind of staring at me and I like noticed it in the corner of my eye um we walked to the checkup and he's like standing in front of me in the checkup aisle and he's like looking at me he's like hey bro like i like your music like that's just that's just cool i'm just like sitting there i'm just like oh thanks bro like i thought it was like some malicious intent but now nah, he's a nice dude okay oh i thought you were gonna say <laughs> and it was some dude that i went to high school with. <laughs> no it wasn't some dude that went to- oh. most of them most of the people that like because erie's like a sm- i'm back in erie right now okay. Erie's like a smaller town uh-huh. and like it's not normal for like, I don't know. It's just like everyone knows everyone. And right. Obviously when I go out, like I get a little bit of attention. 
Sure. Every once I, in a while. Yeah, it know? makes sense. Yeah. Well, I thought that story was going to go two ways. One, it was then he went behind the checkout counter and he said, hey, bro, remember we we're in class together. <laughs> behind the checkout counter yeah, and he's checking me out. He's checking you out or or he was trying to befriend you. And in that situation, I would have just been like, or if they're like, remember me, man, like, blah, blah. And then it was somebody. Like, oh, you that's totally happened a remember. few times, too. You yeah. totally remember. Then you just go, wait, who are no. you again? No, I don't remember you, bro. No idea. I don't know who you are. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, you're the one who stole my shoes in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Okay, so well, then, then in 2018 is when Rosie happens. 20, yeah. 18-ish? Well, Buzzin, was that the first one you put out? Buzzin was the first one. It was, it was December of 2018. So Rosie's only okay. been alive for, what, three years? Okay. Not even. And was that a, a, another change? Like, what did you change sonically from what you're doing with? Yeah, it was okay. a, it was more of a sonic change. It was I was leaning more into the the melodic stuff. Okay. And, and like when where does that come? Well, when does that come in? Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I'm just curious no, now. Yeah. Like, where that came with? You said you dropped out of college, right? Were you in when you dropped out of college? Was that when the Rosie Project had started? Was that? after the fact that was or... still atlas so okay, i was still was doing atlas. atlas so i dropped out of college um no that was when the rosie project happened you're right it okay. was two months after i dropped out of college that rosie began so i dropped out of college around halloween of 2018 to pursue just music full-time yeah to pursue music full-time and then december of 2018 is when buzzing dropped i think I believe that's how it happened. So two months after I dropped out of college, Rosie started. Okay. And so w was it like, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing to do the college thing. This is full-time music. How did your family yeah. react to that? Hated it. I was starting. <laughs> there were my mom. So I live with my mom. My parents are divorced. Okay. I mainly live with my mom and she was starting to kick me out of the house because like I had to go get a job is right. essentially what like i had to go get a job and like work and then do music at the same time because obviously can't live off mom you know mm -hmm. so so yeah i was working and, yeah. okay so i got a job at a vape shop a smoke there shop in town so <laughs> i was selling like glass pipes and all this shit and then it was nice because the hours were pretty lenient like i'd go in at like noon leave at eight or some days I'd go in at three, leave at eight. So like I had all night after I got out of work to work on music and then you get my eight it. hours and yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. And so all this time you're, you're starting to put song or you're, you're writing songs as Rosie. And then you're change. You said your, your uh, sound changes sonically. you got more melodic with when you start mm -hmm. Rosie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. Cause I was taking a lot of, um, it was when juice world was like blowing up. So I was taking mm -hmm. a lot of juice world influence and, and like Arizona service and like all that stuff. I was taking a lot of that influence and putting it into my music. Cause that was okay. the stuff I was listening to. That was the stuff I liked. So I was like, yeah, let's try to kind of get in that pocket, figure that out. And then I feel like over the past six months, my sound has been developing more into like my sound, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the new record, man. I was, uh, oh, we'll definitely talk about it, but yeah, I love yeah. like the guitars in it and like, just like yeah, the melodies. It's just it's like awesome. It's, I feel like I'm just kind of stapling it to myself rather than like, cause for a while I feel like I was kind of taking a lot more influence than I should have from people that I was listening to. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like now I'm getting more comfortable in my skin and like trying to push the envelope a little bit and become myself more, you know? Sure. No, no, definitely. Um, when, okay. So Rosie starts happening and 
I mean, obviously, Ula La is, is massive, right? And that yeah. that doesn't happen, what, till mainly, what, 2020-ish? When that one went off? Or was mm-hmm. it before that? It was November 2019, but I oh, think okay. the label re-uploaded it and, like, changed the IRSC or whatever it is, the code on it. So I think it on Spotify, it appears as 2020, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, just based off of when we chatted, I was trying to, like, yeah. timeline it. Um Cause you, t- I mean, we, we talked about this before and you know, you were in the gaming world and the whole mm-hmm. thing with the face house. And like I said, I, yeah, yeah. my son's now 14. We talked to you as 12. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. It's just crazy to think. Right. Um, and he's in, he was way into the phase house and the phase members. Yeah. And um, so you were always a gamer. Like when you, you were talking about, you know, playing Xbox at like what 13 is when you started getting into gaming. Oh my God. Yeah. I've been playing Xbox. I mean, I started on the original Xbox with my dad, or no, the original PlayStation. So we were playing like Crash oh. Bandicoot and like okay, all that kind of shit. I was I've been a gamer since like I was like five, six, you know. Okay, are you still gaming? Um, not as much. Definitely not as much. I've been trying to focus on music a lot more lately. Sure. I mean, I stream like when I'm gaming, I'm streaming. You know. Oh, really? That's um, rad. What are you playing, like, real quick? A lot of Warzone and Valorant. That's what I'm okay. Valorant. I haven't heard that one. I heard Warzone. Is Valorant yeah. another Call of Duty game or am I? It's just... kind of like, um, you know what CSGO is like Counter-Strike? Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's just uh, like a little more complicated. <laughs> okay. I need to ask it's my cool. son. I he... like it. Yeah. Your son will he... probably know about it. I'm sure he does. I just got to like double check with him because I, I, I haven't heard him bring that name up. But usually we'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, I've heard that. Okay. But you were talking about, okay, so you played what? Was it Call of Duty that you met? Uh, you were like in a somehow affiliated with a guy in one of the phase members right was that was that what yeah, I remember so I was yeah I was playing Call of Duty with um Phase Rug who's actually Oh no you know what I'm talking okay. about Well I, I know only know of, he, Sorry I was going to say I only know him because the I I've also moved to Nashville since last time we talked yeah. but I was living in San Diego and he's from San Diego and he yeah, lived yeah. in the town he lived in was called Poway and he lived like literally next to not he didn't live next to me but the where his town was next to the town that we grew up in. So we'd see him at like the gas station and stuff. And he like had a, like a Lamborghini. Crazy. It was nuts. Like yeah. during COVID, we ran into his brother. Who's Brandon. also, a, what's his name? It's Bruatis, Brandon. Bruatis, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So we run into him. We see him at the gas station. And the gas station that they went to is like in the midst of nowhere. So like, it always charged like a dollar more than every other gas station. Cause like, basically if you were that far East, mm. you, you were pretty much going to get gas there or you'd have to drive a bit. And I would always yeah. see him at that gas station. I'm like, who the hell gets gas there, man? Like this is the most expensive pump in town, but we drive by and there's a Lamborghini and my son's like, that was uh, that's phase Bru- rug. And I'm yeah, like, no yeah. way. So he turned around and he's like, Oh no, that's Bruatis. So this is like, you know, beginning like hard COVID and I'm like, you should ask him to get a picture. And he's all worried. He's like, I don't know if he's going to do it. So like they have this picture where they're like next to each other and they both have masks on. That's and he's cool. at like a pump with Bruatis. But um, so we'd cool. see those guys around. He was wearing like rug, rug rats, like um, shorts. Shorts. Yeah, the shorts <laughs> are sick. I like the shorts. <laughs> yeah. OK, so yeah, so he that's the only phase member I know of just because he lived. He's I think he's enough. the biggest one on YouTube. I think he's the most subscribed to like phase member, but when I knew him, um, he was, I, I think he's older than me, um, but like he had like a high pitched voice and he was like super shy about it. So he'd always like mute his microphone. Oh, and, interesting. Um, yeah. So it was me, 
um, this dude named Austin Gwit and um, a few other guys. We used to play together, search and destroy all the time. And um, this is like right after you joined FaZe. So this was like a while, long time ago. Okay. And um, was FaZe yeah. huge at that time too? Or was FaZe it was getting... huge at that time? Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know the time. I mean, not I as big as they being... are now. I feel like they're, they're, just like they have a hand in everything it seems like now oh yeah they're like a household name even if you're not in gaming you nah, know they were they still are. like they were still doing like heavy call of duty stuff when okay i mean they were huge in like the call of duty scene like for a long time but you know it was it was strictly gaming back then sure and so you were you what just befriended him via the game yeah um we weren't like homies homies we'd play like a decent bit but not like i mean i still have friends from xbox that i talk to today but it's not like oh that's that close, cool you know yeah yeah and do they know what you're doing now yeah they're like stoked it's crazy so yeah, i've known these dudes since i was like 11 12 and like still talk to them like pretty routinely and there's like yo like you're going crazy you know that's so awesome that is so awesome so you were playing with him and then like years later obviously i mean i don't know how close timeline wise it was yeah. when you or if you were still playing with him up until you guys shot the video at the house no 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 we, okay. I, it was probably only like a two-year span that we were playing like pretty uh consistently but um okay he wasn't at the he wasn't at the house or the shoot it was a uh, phase nikon was the main guy there and okay sam pepper was there and um Yosef, who's like he I, I don't know if he's with FaZe anymore, but he was like kind of like the background manager type of okay. dude. But yeah, we met Lee Trink, who's the CEO, and um in his office he has like a huge moose head with like a bunch of AK 47s as like horns. <laughs> it's so <laughs> sick. That is dope. Oh wow. Um yeah. well, so going back to just real quick on Ulala, that was a song that you said you sent to your uncle at this point, he's managing you. So when does he decide to jump on as like, okay, I'm going to really help you. Like, was that the song that kind of clicked for him? No, it was um, bad romance was the song. He's like, we were up in my dad's, um, he's like a cigar room where he smokes cigars uh-huh. and we were sitting up there and like, kind of, I was showing him my music cause I hadn't seen him in a while. <clears throat> and then I played him bad romance. He's like, yeah, this song's sick. Like let's, um, let's get a management contract written up and we can go through it. And, um, I think we're almost to the end of our contract, but I'm going to probably renew it. But, um, <laughs> you're like, thanks uncle. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Just peace out after three years. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was probably 2019 as well that all this stuff happened like late 2019. And, um, we ended up signing the management contract and Ulala came out after that after he managed me so okay so that's oh no out. Ooh-la-la was unreleased i played him Ooh-la-la after we listened to bad romance i was like yeah this is our next song that's coming out okay like, so he, a, he had a plan hit. he knew yeah. okay yeah. and so you had a cool strategy on that song right was to reach out to as many youtubers as you could to try to get them to what put a bunch the song of fortnite in. bunch of fortnite oh, players okay yeah. so tell me about that yeah so me and my uh buddy 404 vincent who's signed to sony now um wow. we're in a discord call one day and we're like all right let's message uh because we both had songs that were just about to come out like Ooh La La was about to come out and um one of his songs were about to come out i can't remember which one it was but um it's like all right let's message a shit ton of fortnite youtubers and we spent that whole entire night messaging thousands of fortnite youtubers being like yo song's copyright free it's about to come out let me know if you want to use it for a video um 
any montage because they put like their clips together, like compile them together and mm-hmm. put music behind it and like edit it. So it's like this copyright free. You can make all the money from it. Just put it behind your video and just credit me in the the bio or the description. Yeah, the description. Yeah. And a few big ones picked it up. I think Face Sway picked it up. Or wow. And um, to have them actually read the and listen to the song is big, right? And then for yeah. them be like, oh, I'm going to waste it. I'm not waste time, but I'm going to spend the time to edit a clips to right. this song that this kid sent. It was like a me. win-win though, because they get, they get, I mean, good music behind their videos like catching music yeah um, and that they don't have to pay for and they don't have to pay for it they can make all the money from it and not just get the exposure you know sure beautiful trade-off so that really boasted or like when that happens then millions upon millions of people are hearing your song yeah it was game changing just and then are people coming to your spotify like what is the what's the return for you um spotify yeah okay because the Spotify is free on a desktop. You right. can listen to Spotify for free on a desktop. Mm-hmm. And you got to think like all these kids are on their computer all the time. So they can have Spotify playing in the back. They hear a song on a video. It's like, all right, I want to listen to that. And Spotify is free. I still get to stream. So click and then we're good. Okay. Wow. And do you see like what the numbers on the, the song are just going like Crazy. bananas like right away? I think first two weeks it did a million. Whoa. Yeah. We dropped it on Black Friday, I remember. Okay. So, like, a lot of people were, like, on their computers Up. because <laughs> Cyber Monday and all that stuff. Right. I think first day it did almost 100,000. Wow. And are you yeah. seeing this, like, oh, my gosh, like, what is going on here? And, or obviously you knew, right? Because it's the vi- it made a video. Do you know that it makes a video before it goes out? Or does it just pop up and then all of a sudden you're, like, trying um, to find it and see which YouTubers yeah. used it? We didn't know that the videos were coming out. Um, so we, our original plan was to run like a huge TikTok campaign on the song. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, we're going to send the song to a bunch of TikTokers and see if they use it. Um, and then, I mean, TikTok didn't really do much on it, to be honest. But the, the Fortnite stuff was like game changing for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. So, yeah, we saw the videos when they came out. You could just type in Ooh La La Rosie and a bunch of like video game montages come up. That's crazy. Yeah, and then and then this point is when you have now. You, well, at least you had a manager, right? And he's dealt with major labels. He signed a Def Jam at yeah. one point, and I'm sure people are just like, "Hey, you know, popping oh, their head out of the woodwork." It was like a bidding war, bro. Like it That's was crazy. Insane. Yeah, we were flying back and forth between New York and LA for like two weeks straight. <clears throat> it just was meeting with everyone. Yeah, like like head of labels, like CEOs, like Craig Common was there. Um, I mean, we were talking to like Columbia. Who else were we talking to? Republic, Warner. Um, just wow. like really huge labels, just like major, major labels. And uh, we were just in rooms, like a bunch of people. And just like, you know, Brayland. He's like a, he's a new country artist. His name sounds that, familiar. He made that song in my truck, but like. Oh, I know this. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. He yeah. was just walking through the building and like I had heard the song. I'm like, oh, that's Braylon. It's just like people like artists that like I listen to just like walking through these buildings. I'm like, oh, word. Like that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a trip. So you're doing that going back and forth. You ended up obviously landing with Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. Atlantic. I mean, I walked into the room and. um, It just felt 
like they were like genuinely interested in developing me as an artist and it just felt like the right move mm-hmm. i mean we had we had um larger sums of money on the table for like signing bonuses but um atlantic was just the choice i made mm-hmm. yeah and i i love the fact that i saw on your your instagram that you have a plaque now from spotify for 10 million yeah, plays or 10 I can see the corner of it, I think. Oh, you want to see something funny? I do. I love you. Can see. I put ah, that was, that was my next question. Did they send you three more? Because <laughs> it's almost... I just got to do the sticky notes. Okay, well, I'm going to look at something because I thought earlier... This is the beauty of doing these Zoom calls and being on the internet, so I can do this. Um, I want to see something. I think it's at, is it at 40 million? I think you have to change it. Oh, it's close. It's close. Yeah, it's getting there. I'm going to have to sticky note it in a, in a few weeks, probably. Well, tell me about getting that plaque. That's so insane. I don't think you had that last time I talked to you. I know you didn't. I don't, I, maybe you did. I don't know. We just didn't chat about it. I don't it. think I had it. I didn't think you I got did it for either. my birthday. You did. That's yeah, I got so it for crazy. my birthday. Um, it was lit. I mean, I didn't actually, on my birthday, um, I, my birthday's in April, so I'm about to be 23 okay. in a month. Well, happy um, birthday. What day? The 29th. Ah, oh, my son's the 23rd. My oh, younger one. Yeah. We're close. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I saw a video, like they pulled out an iPad and it was like a video of this plaque. I was like, what is this? Like, it's like a video of a plaque. He's like, this is your plaque. Like, it'll be here in um, however many weeks. I'm like, oh, shit. That's and, sick. Yeah, yeah, it was sick. Is that you the know, micro? You said, I think that's the microphone you recorded that song on too, right? Sitting in front of you? Uh, no, or is that an updated microphone? One? Yeah, this is. I just I have so many microphones at this point. I think I have like uh, okay. seven. <laughs> but I you recorded it out. on the studio. You recorded it at your house, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. I had like a. I think the microphone I did a interview with you last time was the microphone. It was like red. Uh, yeah, but wasn't it a, a, the same Sure mic or a different Sure? It wasn't a Sure. No, it was a uh, Aventone, Aventone okay. CB12. Yeah, you Dude, have you so were, many microphones. It's you were using that because we talked about it because you're like, yeah, it was this mic. I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Add that that's, mic for a minute. But that's still, I mean, to hit nearly 40 million streams on a song that you recorded at your, you know, on a microphone that you had in your house, like that's, that's wild. It's so wild to think about that stuff. The, the cool thing about like music now is like, if you put in the time to like learn you could really do it from your house like it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. i know i actually heard that ariana grande i mean granted she probably has like a crazy like, yeah studio i heard that she like records her own vocals and like does her own stuff as well really that wouldn't yeah. surprise me but yeah, she no. probably has like a crystal plated uh <laughs> you know? yeah like everything's like <laughs> bedazzled sound booth <laughs> A Rolls Royce like star ceiling in her booth and shit. Sure. Just like the this part of the microphone is just a solid diamond or something crazy. <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, but well, that's so cool, cool to know. And you, but you've engineered all your own stuff, don't you? Or you were for a while. Um, I do a lot of my mixing. Yeah. Okay. So I've been working. You know, I don't know if you heard about Colin Britton. He did like a lot of Swaco's new records, but um, he did the world is over and way back when with me he mixed all those but okay i like i like his sound i'm really picky about my mixing so i like being as hands-on as possible but colin colin's really good at 
getting what I want out of it. Okay. Well, I know after uh, well, last time we talked, you said you had a trip to L.A. and you were writing songs in Los Angeles that were a lot more like pop. You said it was a little upbeat, a little more, yeah. you know, you know, that that vibe. And then when we chatted, you were back in Erie and you're like, and now I'm writing all these songs that are like down and depressing. Like <laughs> yeah. about the what about this new one crashing and burning? Was that something you had written in that trip to L.A. or was that something that you had recently written at your house? So I was living in LA for a minute. We have a, uh, okay. I still have a house out there, but um, we we made that song late last year, I believe. I think it was September of last year, and it was me and my fiance. Now we're doing long distance. Okay, so is she in LA? She was in Denver, Colorado when I was in LA. Uh, okay, so um, we were like a thousand some miles apart. So like a lot of the lines were like me trying to like wrap my head around long distance like um a thousand miles never felt so small like just like me kind of being numb to the long distance because honestly like i'm under the impression that like i was in love with this girl for like a minute right mm-hmm. and i didn't know how to tell her that while being like long distance i feel like you can love someone that's a thousand miles away just as much as you can love someone that's right next door i feel mm-hmm. like that's just no, how that's where, that's where my mind that's where my mind was so we actually live together now she lives with me here oh awesome um we're engaged we'll probably get married in a few years but um everything worked out so we're good <laughs> Yeah, that is good. But so, yeah, and burning no, that's kind of about the, the the path that you had to take to to get to where you are now a little bit. Yeah, so we had a lot of people telling us that <clears throat> since we were doing long distance, our relationship was gonna like quote unquote crash and burn. Uh, and it was like crashing and burning was like me mock like the whole chorus when it gets like aggressive and crashing and burning was like me mocking like the people who were doubting us. And then like uh, when it starts okay. getting like all subtle in like the verses is when I'm like just talking my shit and like saying how I feel. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Last time we spoke, you had drop top coming out and you've put out. A, oh my a, God. That's a, crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't even out. We were just talking about, uh, I, I listened to the interview, so I didn't totally ask you the same exact questions, but you were saying yeah. like, it's the, to- you know, we, I was asking about it, You're like, yeah, it's a song that like, you know, you, you throw on in the Jeep and you're just like, kind of, you know, yeah. like having a good time, which it totally is. And uh, it's insane to think that you've put out so many other records since then. Yeah. You know, what's funny about that. I actually bought a Jeep after I told you that. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I what, I was it Jeep type, the Jeep that you like zip the windows down or no? No, it was a hard top. It was, okay. it was so nice. It was a Moab. Um, I sold it when I moved to LA for a little bit, but it was one of the, I think it's like right next to a Rubicon. It was like a luxury Rubicon. Oh, and it, was, it was like flat gray. And I love that car. I miss it. But um, but you, but you got rid of it, unfortunately. I got rid of it. Yeah. Okay. I had it for, I had it for probably about a year. Okay. Well, with crashing and burning, we talked about you know eventually having a project out of like a a full project. In sense, you've you've put out a bunch of songs, but just single bass, which is obviously a smart move when when it yeah. comes to this day and age and people's attention mm-hmm. spans. Like, do you have a, a <laughs> like an EP in the in the works or coming out, or is you we're working gonna... on? A pro- yeah, we're definitely working on a project. I think it's going to be. Uh, I hope it's going to be an LP. I mean, we'll see oh, right. how that conversation okay. goes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah a few of the songs that i've released within the past few months are going to be on it and um i'm excited for it i think it's going to be uh kind of like me shedding my skin from um my ulala phase and kind of developing as an artist and like showing my development and growth because i've had a lot of people reach out to me and be like you sound like you're finding your sound like all your new stuff sounds like way more mature and that's kind of what i'm going for i'm trying to trying to like mature as an artist you know mm-hmm. so yeah definitely a project hopefully this year okay and are you do you have uh i mean obviously i'm sure you have a, a whole slew of songs that haven't came out yet what were a lot of those? Are you still writing at the the house that you're at now in in Erie, or is a lot of, yeah. is everything being done in LA? Okay, yeah, I'm still writing here. Um, I've been trying to tap into my like emotions. Like I've been trying to like kind of dig deep and go within myself. I'm writing a song about this is gonna sound dark, but I'm writing a song about my parents' divorce right now. It's called okay. House of Glass, and um. So I've been trying to like get a lot more personal with my music and kind of like mm-hmm. crashing and burning. That was like a personal experience. And is that difficult um, to do? Like kind of dive into some, I'm sure maybe some trauma. So I was there. doing it. I was doing it for a while, like with Nikes. I mean, that was a personal experience. I was doing That's it for true. A, a, a long time, but I feel like when quarantine hit, I didn't have anything going on in my life. And it was hard to like get these experiences to write about because I mean, you're tucked away in your house. So I feel like I was writing stories for a while. Mm-hmm. and um now i'm kind of getting back into the swing of things my writing's gotten a lot better within the past few months so we're gonna see how that goes amazing and are you still engineering your stuff from your house are you doing your vocals yeah. or okay yep I'm still even on crashing and burning are you still doing that it was that also you or was that a studio setting crashing and burning was me yeah wow that makes, that makes that song i didn't master that song but i i did the whole uh engineering on that song that's incredible that is awesome. And so you obviously still writing um, and you're, you're an eerie. What's like, what do you have next? Just more music, more writing. That's the plan. I'm going to, I'm going to keep throwing wet noodles at the wall on TikTok and see what sticks. Um, <laughs> How did you, you said that TikTok didn't really take off when it came to ooh la la. Is that something you like, are you still on there pretty regularly? I'm, I'm posting on no? there pretty regularly. I had, okay. um, I had once, one tiktok blow up a while ago um we won't get into that because there's a whole, whole lot of drama behind the uh the song that was on that tiktok but um, oh sure. that'll come out i mean we'll we'll figure that out there's just a lot of like back-end drama with that uh but yeah okay. i mean i've had a few i've had a few tiktoks do was that numbers. a tiktok that ended up not being on tiktok anymore it's still up there it's uh oh. there's just a lot of like like artist drama behind that. Okay. You're too, in, you're intriguing me. And I, I know, <laughs> I, wanna, I, I, I wish, I wish I could just I don't, spill the beans. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to get you in trouble, um, yeah. but I'll move on to another subject just because, but hopefully I'll have you back soon and we can talk about that. Cause that's yeah, really we'll interesting. <laughs> we'll talk about it once it gets resolved. Okay. Yeah. Let me know when it gets resolved and we'll, we'll have you back I'll on. Give you the discuss. whole story. I'd love to hear it. Um, you're on alt press uh, named 40 new artists that you need to hear. I mean, what, what was that like? You know, were that you a fan crazy. of all press? I mean, all press yeah. for me was like the Bible growing up. Like, yeah. All press. Isn't that what, um, Billie Eilish took off on or was that all <gasps> nation? She might've been on. I, oh, I mean, all presses was a magazine for more like the emo pop punk yeah. bands in the day, uh, which still is, but I don't know. I don't, it might've yeah. been all nation that she popped off on. I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure though, when it comes but, to her um, career. Yeah, that was crazy. 
I got a lot of like love from that. So, and that's crazy. That's like, I don't know. I feel like that's a small in the grand scheme of artists. I feel like 40 is a small amount of people. So that's a really small a, amount a, of people to be on a list like that. I feel like it's just, it's an honor for sure. Sure. Especially from a company like, I mean, from a brand like Alt Press. I mean, if you were on the cover of Alt Press magazine in, you know, 2006, it was like game changer, right? It's like, yeah. it was like getting, you know, put on the biggest Spotify playlist. It was just like, right. it was such a big deal. And I mean, it still is because their website still has so much traction and it's just such a notable name. And to be known or named as one of their 40 artists that you need to hear, that's a huge, a huge deal, man. Uh, I want to know, I asked you this last time, but I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, my biggest piece of advice for aspiring artists would be find your sound, stick with it and grow with it because... Once you find your sound, you find what makes you unique, you can ride that to the very end.